0: Episode 243, Bonus Edition, Interview with Brittany Rincon.
1: I'm Brian Carpenter, host of Fresh Art 5, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Educators, is your passion tank running on empty? Look no further. Gretchen of Always a Lesson has a double dose of just what you need. Come fill yourself up with an Empowering Educators podcast to start your day feeling empowered.
0: Welcome to the Always a Lesson Summer Interview Series. I've asked some very special guests to bring their wisdom to you all throughout May, June, July, and August. Connecting you with other elite educators is one of my favorite parts of this job as a teacher leader and podcaster. The insight that you are going to gain from these conversations is going to prepare you to hit the ground running during the back-to-school season, but more importantly, it is going to reignite your passion and your potential as an educator. Are you ready to level up what you bring to the table and how you serve those you lead? Then buckle up and let's go. Let me tell you a little bit about Brittany before you dive in to the conversation. She is actually Dr. Brittany. I am so proud of all her accomplishments. So she's a teacher, a boy mom, a podcast host, the owner of The Podcasting Teacher. She helps teachers become leaders by finding their voice through podcasting in order to grow and scale their businesses. Brittany believes that every teacher is a leader who has a story and a message worth sharing with the world. She completed her doctorate in curriculum and instruction and serves as a grade level leader at her current school. And as a podcast coach, She helps teachers start, launch, and grow their podcasts through one-on-one coaching and courses. Hey, Brittany, thank you so much for being a guest here on the Empowering Educators podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Gretchen. I am so excited for this. I
0: know. I am, too. We have what I call elite educators. I just truly believe anyone that's going to listen to a podcast to get better, they got to be elite. So I call those listening elite educators, and they're tuning in from around the world, and I'm just going to jump right into this conversation, if you don't mind. Oh, my goodness. Of course. I've been waiting for this. (laughs) Okay. So (laughs) you and I have known each other for a while. Why don't you catch us up? Explain how our two paths have crossed.
1: Yes. So I think this is the funniest story because (laughs) I came across your profile and your podcast on social media and I just sent you a direct message Mm -hmm. and I was like, I love your podcast. Do you happen to help people start podcasts because I want to start my own? And I think the rest is history.
0: (laughs) Totally. And she did it, y'all. She has an amazing podcast and she's got her own little studio. I mean, she went like full throttle.
1: I just jumped right in because you were amazing and helped
0: me so much throughout the process. You're so sweet. So let's start from your journey from teacher to what you're doing now as a teacher leader. Can you fill us in on what your path has looked like?
1: Yeah. So I have a pretty interesting story. I actually did not go to college to become a teacher. I wanted to be an anthropologist. I always tell my students I wanted to be Indiana Jones, and they don't (laughs) know who that is anymore. I know, right? (laughs) My reference is dead, um, but that's exactly what I wanted to do, so I have a degree in anthropology, and then, you know, I met my husband, and he wanted to be a teacher, and I was like, you know what, I that would be something I would be really interested in, so at the time, I was trying to figure out, like, how I could go back, how, go into the classroom, and, you know, getting my grad degree at the time just wasn't possible, so I ended up joining Teach for America, and I did that for two years, and it was a great experience for me, because I was able to get certified in my state and also get my master's and I just fell in love with it it was amazing and I ended up just staying I, it was not a traditional path at all but I just feel like everything happens for a reason and I was definitely meant to be a teacher um, and then after being in the classroom for a little while you know I'm definitely like a lifelong learner I always enjoy being a student mm-hmm. and I decided to get my doctorate so I have a doctorate in curriculum and instruction um, which I finished that during COVID. So that was fun. I mean,
0: What else do you do, Brittany? Like, my goodness. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I'm done with that part of my life. So, <laughs> my husband, <number> three.
1: <laughs> so um, you know, once I finished that, I was, you know, I'm still in the classroom. I teach fourth grade at my current school, which I've been at for like seven years now, which is crazy. Um, but I also do a lot of other things, you know, besides just, you know, being a fourth grade teacher. I'm also the fourth grade team leader. Um, I am a curriculum coordinator for the lower house in our school. I do a lot of different things, just kind of like odd positions. Um, And I just love it. I love kind of helping the school grow in the direction that we want to grow in uh, without necessarily leaving the classroom.
0: Yeah. And I think that's rare. Uh, I think a lot of folks feel like you're either in or you're out. And my journey has kind of flowed between the two. Working as a coach, I'm in a classroom, I'm modeling, I'm taking over, I'm substituting. But then I'm also on the admin side of like helping make decisions or interview folks. And what I love about your teacher leadership is you're firmly in the classroom, but you like have these octopus arms that are out in all the leadership alleys, (laughs) really being an advocate for teachers and honing your own skill set as a leader. So I truly admire what you're doing. And I'm thankful that you're giving those folks a voice who are like, I'm happy in the classroom. I love this. This is my passion, but I do like to help other people without having to leave, you know, doing what I love. And so I'm so thankful that you kind of started a safe place for them. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. There and there
1: definitely I w- need
0: for it, you know? Yeah. Why do you think that?
1: Well, I think, you know, when you're in the classroom and you realize that you want to make a larger impact, you realize that change comes from the top. And you're like, well, if I really want to make a larger impact, well, I'm just going to have to become an administrator or, you know, a superintendent. And like those are the people who can make the decisions to Mm -hmm. make change. Um, But change does not only come from the rules that, you know, that we have to follow, or our standards, you know, change really comes from the culture of a school, and every single person in the building impacts the culture of a school. Yes, yes. Yeah. If you really want to make change, you know, there are ways to do that from your current position.
0: I mean, all the praise hands, when you're in this leadership, tightrope, I guess I would say, is there a lesson that you felt Was, like, just this amazing aha being able to to do both? What I've learned is that
1: the title really doesn't matter when it comes to being a great leader, and I say that because we've all worked with a particular leader Mm -hmm. that maybe wasn't so amazing, and if you think about that experience, you might realize that the best person that you learned from or that encouraged you was the teacher down the hall, Mm -hmm. you know, so... I've just learned over the years that, you know, every single person can make an impact and can help the students, the teachers, the staff have a better experience every day when we come to work, when we come to school. And I think that's been probably the best lesson that I've learned in my role now.
0: I would agree with that. And I I encourage everybody to try out whatever you're interested in. Don't feel like you have to wait to get the label or get the job or the perfect opportunity comes to try. If you want some leadership experience, mention it. Tell somebody because there's something you can do to get your feet wet to decide, okay, just kidding, I don't like this. Or, oh, I really only like this kind of leadership. And so I, and I'm sure you would agree, like you just sometimes have to start and it will evolve and become something. Like you don't have to have that official title or be at a certain campus or be asked to do a specific project, it just can be simple things in your classroom, like hosting a student teacher or having a new team member on your team and walking them through things. I mean, it it doesn't have to be like, wow, she leads PD at um, the district conferences or something. Like we don't have to jump full-fledged, but we need more teachers to take on leadership. I mean, you're a leader in the classroom every day, so you already have that skill set. but if you're interested in helping grow your peers or share what you've learned, I mean, there's lots of tiny ways to do it.
1: Especially now too, with the way social media is and all of these online conferences, there are so many ways that you could really just put your knowledge out there for someone else to benefit from and vice versa that it does make this idea of, oh, I have to leave the classroom in order to make a larger impact, like kind of like a null issue Mm -hmm. now.
0: Yeah. You have no reason not to try or to not share. Yeah, absolutely. I know you're working with lots of teachers, not just at your school building, but I know you're helping lots of them and all the products and services that you're offering. Is there a characteristic that comes to mind when I say like, oh, this is a great educator. Like what do you in your mind think that to be?
1: So I think what makes an educator great are the same characteristics that make us great as humans when we think about who we want to be in this world just by never stop evolving. We never want to stop learning and adapting and changing and just finding ways to become better at what we do and what we love. And I think we have to bring that into the classroom so that we model that for our students, for the staff for the faculty around us so that, you know, we are that positive person who is always willing to like
0: make that change,
1: especially since right now in education, all there is is change.
0: Yeah. Like the willingness to adapt. I mean, I'm not saying that you've been a veteran teacher for however long and you don't have great ideas, but sometimes the landscape changes and you've got to figure out a new way to do things. It doesn't mean you threw everything out. And it doesn't mean that you're like worthless, but if you're not willing to ever change or evolve to what's happening around you, then you'll never truly have the impact that you desire to have. I mean, you're just going to stagnate at that level. And um, not to go on too long here, but when I switched demographics of kids that I was teaching, I had to change my entire style. Like it just didn't work. It was too rough. It was too in your face. It was too like life lessons. And these kids had that at home and they didn't need me to be like all on their face about that. And I learned really quickly, like, oh, so I also, although I have these skills, they actually don't apply well here. So now I have to figure out this whole new persona. And I was able to do it because you do have transferable skills. But to your point, like you got to be committed to the process of getting better all the time.
1: Definitely. I had a very similar experience too, when I switched schools and I had to, you know, I had to adapt. I had to do things differently. And it wasn't that I was, you know, a bad teacher. It was just that I needed to find out what works in, you know, in that setting.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you get it. So let's hone in even further to a specific person that's listening. We have new teachers, teachers that might be transitioning to different roles or in distress. Maybe they lost their job or, you know, obviously covid And then teacher leaders like yourself and I. So if you had to pick one bucket of teacher to to speak to and give a very specific piece of advice, who would you talk to and what would you tell them?
1: So I would definitely talk to teacher leaders. And I say it because I needed someone to tell me this Mm -hmm. many months ago. And it's just that no one walks in day one and knows 100% what they're doing. Nobody. You know, like imposter syndrome is real. Every single person feels it. You know, everyone has that moment when they walk into a new position or they are mentoring or leading other teachers and they're like, wait a second, I don't know if I know if I'm the right person for this. What if they don't listen or like, who am I to be telling anyone this information? And, you know, we everyone grows into that new position or that new role and it takes time so like I would definitely say like be really patient with yourself give yourself that room so that you can grow into it so that it does become natural and you know every so often that little voice in your head that says like should I really be the one doing this? You know, definitely tell yourself that, yes, you should be doing it because you are you and you have something worth sharing and you have to be confident in your own abilities because you are an excellent
0: teacher. Ooh, I love that. That's really empowering. Who pours into you? Like you're such a great cheerleader and, and helping other people. But who do you go to to learn from and to grow and to get fed? Yeah, I think I have
1: different people for different things. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important. You know, there's not just one person. Um, like if I have a business quest- question, I'm coming to you, Gretchen, you know. <laughs> and if I have a question about my school, I'm going to go to our head of diversity and inclusion because she was my mentor. She hired me mm. many years ago at job fair. And, you know, I, I remember I walked up to her and I said, oh, I've never heard of your school before. Tell me all about it. And I think like a month later I was hired. That's and- awesome. I know. And, you know, she's definitely been that person to mentor me throughout the process of growing into my current position in my current school. Um, And then I have other mentors of teachers who are, you know, doing things in the space that I'm doing online, who are just a little bit more ahead of me. And I kind of go to them and, you know, run ideas by them or ask them for feedback or ask questions to kind of make sure that I'm always growing myself.
0: Yeah. I'm glad you said that you can have multiple people because I think we go around looking for a unicorn. Like who is this person that knows all the things that I can tell all my problems to that will know me inside and out. And that's just not how life works. I mean, you really have to know what it is you need so you you can be on the lookout for that person if you're just walking around aimlessly like I need help I need help it's like with what and who can help you you know so you do got to do a little work on the front end to say okay how do I want to grow what do I need to get better at and what type of person could help me do that and then once you're in your mind of what you're looking for suddenly through social media or through friends connections that reveals itself as to who the perfect person is but I'm glad you said it could be this person for this thing and this person for this and that's okay you don't need like this almighty unicorn to save you hey y'all popping in here real quick to remind you if you are loving the podcast hop on over to itunes to leave a star rating and type in a few words for the review this helps other educators find the show so they too can be empowered lots of love and thanks now back to the show so I know that we are all learn, learning and growing constantly. That's kind of been the theme throughout our conversation tonight. How are you making sure you are up to date on just all the things that are happening so that you can help other teachers, but you can also be graded in the classroom? Are you on Twitter chats and Clubhouse and social media conferences? Tell me, you know, where do you go? I am in all, all the things, <laughs> which is good <laughs>
1: Um, but I, I love it all for different reasons, I love the raw and honest conversations that teachers are having right now in Clubhouse about what I like to teach right now. Like there's just so much vulnerability in those rooms that I just feel very, like, I just feel relief, you know, like listening to other people and and their struggles and their wins. Um, So I've been loving that. But I also, like, do live pretty hardcore in Facebook groups, Um, more specifically the ones that have to do, like, around my curriculum. So, like, there's – there's different Facebook groups for the programs that we use. And whenever I have a question or if I'm looking for a really good idea or how to use some of the resources, I go in there and I know I'll find it. So I love that it's really a good resource for me. And then I love just connecting with different teachers on Instagram, on like different hashtags like learning about different things, ways to engage our kids online right now is like all over social
0: media, anywhere
1: you look. So that's always fun for me to do. Um, But yeah, I think it's a little bit of, you know, a little bit from every different
0: angle. And I think that is cool too, because as we talked about having different kinds of mentors, I think you should fill your cup in a different kind of way because, you know, what I get from Clubhouse is different what I get through a Twitter chat than what I get from a virtual conference or just chatting with friends. And so again, my point about knowing what you need so you can find the right person to help you same thing when you're learning and growing and trying to stay current is know the area that you need to beef up on and is a magazine subscription going to be helpful or a podcast or you know, having a mastermind, whatever it might be, really being intentional with how you spend your time and know what you're looking for so you're not just spending countless hours on Facebook groups or on social media or whatever else that you're you're truly like, I know what I got to learn and where I'm going to go and I'm going to spend this amount of time doing it each and every week. And speaking of that, I have found I would rather have a solid, really deep five ten minutes then sit for like an hour and just kind of not be fully present. Would you agree with that?
1: Oh, definitely. I I think that's even how I have to like block off my time now. Like as a parent, I've learned Mm -hmm. that the hard way. Exactly. (laughs) It's like, if I can just get like 15 uninterrupted minutes, I could be
0: so productive. Right, right. And you got to know exactly. We were joking about trying to get on this call tonight and you know getting family situated and it's like you've got to carve out the time and then you have to know what you're going to do with that time because if you just walk in you're like okay i feel like i'm gonna learn about the best practices for stem instruction or whatever i mean that's going to take 30 minutes just to get started deciding where you're going to look like do all that thinking when you're busy doing errands and living your normal life and so that when you actually sit down to learn like you're ready to go you have a game plan
1: definitely you have to just like
0: you have to have a plan
1: and then you have to actually stick to the plan (laughs) because that's like
0: the that's the hardest part, really. <laughs> Let me actually do what I said I'm going to do. That's what is good about accountability partners. They can yeah. hold you accountable for, hey, did you do this today? Oh, I got busy or I wasn't in the mood. Like, there's none of that. So go through this journey of life with a friend, especially in education, that say, okay, I think we're both going to work towards this this year. Let's hold each other accountable to do this. And then you have more eyes for opportunities. Like, oh, did you hear about this? No, I didn't. So glad. And, you, you know, it just helps you grow faster.
1: Definitely. And teaching is so isolating as it is like, it's always fun to have someone else that's in this journey with you.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about your business. So tell us about podcasting, the course, everything else that you offer.
1: Yeah. So, um, so my podcast is the teacher leader podcast and I love it so much. It has grown Has grown, (laughs) and um, you know, I talk to teachers who want to find paths to leadership that are not necessarily, you know, leaving the classroom and becoming an administrator. So I talk to a lot of different teachers who run their own businesses online, or teachers who are leading other teachers in different ways by running workshops at their school, by being a mentor, or I even talked to one consultant who. What she does is helps teachers with their own like SEL development, like not just for the kids, but for teachers. So like I get to talk to different people who are really changing education and making these huge impacts that aren't like necessarily taking the quote unquote traditional route to leadership. Um, And then organically, from from there, people started asking, like, how did you start your podcast? And I was helping people one on one. And then I was like, you know what, maybe I should make this into a course. And, you know, I kind of like walk you through the whole process. Um, We have a Facebook group that I'm really involved with. And I love answering questions and helping people along the journey, giving feedback very similar to my day life in the classroom, to be honest. Uh, I am a teacher all the time. And that's just been a really a, amazing like addition to my business by helping teachers start podcasting because I feel like it's such a great platform for us to get our message across. And sometimes we get scared off by maybe the tech or something being new. And I really want to be that person to say, like, no, you can totally do this. If I did it, you can do it. And that's just been a really, really fun experience. So then I also help teachers, you know, with strategy and once it's up and running, like, you know, where to go from there as well.
0: It's so fun to be able to watch this come to life because you and I literally were on the phone talking about all these ideas and what you thought you might do. And life was busy and trying to pick a date on the calendar to launch. And it's like now not only has it all happened, but it is going so well. You're transforming so many lives. And I love just being able to watch you do your thing. Oh, thank you so much.
1: I know. I feel like it was yesterday. We were having that first call and I was like, well, I think I want to start a podcast.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And here you are. And here I am. (laughs) Have you really enjoyed the process of the podcast or do you like helping people more?
1: Oh, that's a really good question. I think. I've, I like them for different reasons. I love helping people with their own shows. And I think my heart is there. Um, but I also like to interview people who are doing different things that I don't really get to experience in my mm-hmm. day life. Yeah. So I, I feel like I get a lot from that experience. And then I kind of pour out into teachers on the other end, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, we were talking before about PD and our own like growth. And I think having a guest on podcast is the best way to do it because their unique experience is so different and inspiring. And it's like, oh my gosh, I just came away from this conversation learning so much about people and how to be a great leader, how to be a great teacher. And I find myself being like, I can't believe that I just got to talk to that person and just get, you know, all these new ideas. It's totally an amazing platform. So I encourage anyone listening that's thinking about it to get in touch with Brittany speaking of how do they find the course or how they listen to your podcast how they connect with you
1: yeah so if you head on over to my website (laughs) I have all of the links there I'm at brittanyrinkon.com. If you're interested in the course, I actually launch the course a couple of times a year because it's a very, um, it's a very, it's an intensive. So it's not just an at-your-own-pace course. I really help you through it, answer your questions. We do it as a community, so that happens a couple of times a year. So if you're interested in that, if you head on to my website, brittanyrinkon.com/slash/waitlist, you can join the waitlist so that once the course is open, you could join and join our community of podcasting
0: teachers. I love that you do that, the community piece, because when I first started podcasting, it was just so confusing, all the little pieces. And so to like do your own self-paced course, I think it would just be really hard. I think I would be frustrated. I would end up like having a zillion questions in a Facebook group. So the fact that you all go through it together and you're there kind of right there to answer questions would definitely make it much easier. So I'm glad you did it that way.
1: Thank you. Yeah, that was definitely like one of my hardest things like when I was going I kept watching the same YouTube videos I kept trying to figure yeah, it out my
0: exactly. own <laughs> or you didn't have the program you're like okay how how can I figure out whatever I'm looking at is it somewhat similar <laughs> so ridiculous. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. So I wanted to ask you, and this might sound strange that I'm asking you, but I love to kind of put us out there so that folks can beg, borrow, and steal ideas. So if you could get your teacher hat on for a moment and just think back to your best all-star moment, I would love to hear it to kind of inspire other folks to give it a try.
1: Yeah. So my best all-star moment was, this is just, it's a small thing, but it really made such an impact. So we had a student who was coming up to my class. So, you know, from the previous teacher and he had a pretty rough um, reputation, which is terrible to say, because by the way, I I only teach fourth grade, right? So like they're babies. (laughs) (laughs) He was known to be, you know, a very rambunctious child. And uh, um, when I had him, Honestly, he was one of my favorite kids, and I really got to know who he was and, like, why he was the way that he was, like, why he would do certain small things, like, just to kind of, like, poke at me a little bit, and, like, we, he's still, to this day, like, one of my favorite kids who comes and visits me as big as he is, and, you know, I think I really came taking that extra step to get to know him was one of the things that I did that no one else did, which sounds so small. Like, we hear it all the time that oh, we have to get to know the kids. It's so important to build relationships. But sometimes, like, we hear it over and over again that it becomes just, like, water in the background, you yeah. know? And, and, you know, we get frustrated in the moment, and we're like, oh, this kid's just not listening to me, or, you know, he just wants to give me a hard time. And when that happens, you know, I think it's hard sometimes for us to, like, look inward and realize, well, what is it that I'm doing? Mm. to And what can I do to make this a better situation? As opposed to what... Was it what is it that the student needs to do to make this a better situation? So yeah, that was one of my like best moments, because I just I still remember him to this day. And you know, the previous teacher, you know, still is like, Oh, yeah, I remember that kid. And I'm like, yes, me too. I loved him so much.
0: <laughs> I think it speaks volumes when you're willing to work on yourself and be vulnerable and transparent with kids. I think it draws them close to you, and then you're able to truly see who they are and see through all the act that they're putting on. And you really get to know how you can help them as a human being. That's the thing I love most about teaching is, yeah, you're there to teach content, but you really get to help kids grow up. It's it's quite an honor. And you know
1: what? Kids pick up on everything. I had, I had a student who actually sent me an, a message on Instagram, and um, she was just like, I just wanted to tell you like I loved being in your class. You were such an amazing teacher, and it hit me so hard because I felt like I was drowning in that classroom. Like it was such a hard year for me. I felt like everything that I was doing just wasn't landing and wasn't working. And you know, years have gone by. I am now healed emotionally, but <laughs> the fact that she reached out to me and wanted to tell me that I just it really made me feel like even though in my mind, like I felt like I was drowning, like what I was doing was still important and the kids were getting something out of it. So even when you think they're not looking or they're not getting something from you, they really are like just the way you treat them and the way you show them love is what really matters the most.
0: Mm, That's so good. Well, I want to be respectful of your time. However, I have one last question and it's important for our folks to know that just because they're having a down moment doesn't mean they need to leave education or give up teaching or exit the classroom. So I want you to kind of dig down deep to the moments where you kind of feel at your worst. How do you reignite the passion you have and the potential you have as an educator?
1: For me, honestly, it's what I'm doing with my podcast and my business. And I say that because like I have to have creative outlets and I have to have interests that are outside of my identity as a teacher and also a mom, because I feel like those two things completely consume my life. So when I need to kind of feel like I need, I need a spark. I need something to kind of keep me going. Mm-hmm. I kind of, I point my in my like direction in that in my business and meeting other teachers and helping someone because I mean, at the end of the day, I'm always a teacher. Like I always <laughs> want to help someone. Um, But it just might not be in the classroom with my students that day. Like, we've just been having a rough day. I don't know how much longer I'm going to be able to stay in the classroom. You know, we've all had that moment. We've all had that thought. But finding what we love and what we're interested in outside of the school, outside of our, you know, quote, unquote, teacher hat, Mm -hmm. and really just, like, refueling our own personal interests. Because we're all people, and we all have hobbies and things that we like to do that has nothing to do with our job. Mm -hmm.
0: And it's okay to take a time out. And those hobbies are exactly what you said. They fuel you to be a better person or a better teacher. So it's important that you stop. You you enjoy the other things so that you can go back and, and do it even better the next day. Oh, yeah, definitely.
1: Sometimes you just have to close the laptop, walk
0: away. <laughs> yeah. It'll
1: still be there when you get back, I promise. Exactly.
0: Well, on behalf of elite educators everywhere, thank you so much for your time. Can you remind us again where to find you? Yes,
1: definitely. I had an amazing time. Thank you for having me, Gretchen. You can find me on Instagram at Brit with two T's, RankCon, or on Twitter, same handle. And then, of course, the best place to find me is my website. I've got links to everything, my podcast, um, which is BrittanyRankCon.com.
0: Great. We will put all this in the show notes so everyone can ask you questions, learn from you, join your course, start a podcast, whatever they might want to do. But I so appreciate your time tonight, even though we've had all these crazy hiccups tonight. And that is life. And we were able to make it work. And I think that's a lesson here is like, it doesn't have to be pretty. You just got to keep showing up.
1: Oh, yeah. Done is better than perfect. Yes. Yes.
0: Thank you so much. Well, Lead Educators, I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Brittany. She is a true light for all things wonderful in the world of education, especially in teacher leadership. I admire the work she's doing to help teachers have a bigger voice, advocate for what they need, while also still enjoying the fruits and labors of being in the classroom full time. So Brittany, if you're listening, I thank you so much for sharing your expertise. I love what you're doing, especially with the podcast and your courses and just continuing to show up in new ways for teachers. And I definitely admire you and I admire that. Y'all make sure you check out the show notes page for details on how to connect with Brittany. You just go to alwaysthelesson.com, click on podcast, find this episode, and everything we've talked about will be right there for you. All right, that is a wrap for this week's special edition interview podcast with Dr. Brittany Rincon. Now go in and be great because you've just been empowered.